BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. No word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. When you do encounter a challenge, instead of getting overwhelmed by the problem itself, you can take charge of it with a solution-oriented mindset. And a therapist can definitely help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or how small. And if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. Visit betterhelp.com beauty today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash beauty. Welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carlene Higgins. Hey, Breaking Beauty fam. It's Jill and Carlene here. If you're a regular listener, you'll know by now that we are two beauty editors turned beauty podcasters. And we've been sharing the beauty real talk on the mic for more than five years now. Hey, Carlene. Hey, Jill. And if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. Every single Wednesday, we're sharing what's hashtag damn good with our personal reviews in the world of skincare, makeup and hair care, along with interviews featuring the top minds in beauty today from skincare experts like Renee Rouleau to makeup and hair pros like Makeup by Mario and Jen Atkin. And we always have fun when we get to sit down with celebrities like Victoria Beckham and Jonathan Van Ness, which leads us to our very esteemed guest today. Yes, it is an absolute dream come true to speak with the incredible, drumroll please, Tracy Ellis Ross this week. So we were able to sit down with Tracy live in person at our Dear Media headquarters in Los Angeles. And of course, Tracy Ellis Ross, she's a multi-award winning actress and producer, best known for her roles in Girlfriends, Shout Out Girlfriends, and ABC's award-winning comedy series, Blackish. It's so good. Also, the movie The High Note, I loved it. Just watched it. So good, right? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And just over three years ago, Tracy added beauty founder and CEO to her resume when she created Pattern, a hair care brand for the curly, coily and tight textured hair types among us. The whole line celebrates, empowers and embraces texture, catering to the uniquely beautiful curls and the diverse hair community of 3B to 4C hair types. So Pattern first launched at Ulta in 2019, and Tracy happens to be a diversity and inclusion advisor with that retailer as well. And then Pattern rolled out to Sephora in North America in 2021, and she just launched across the pond in the UK at like more than 600 boot stores. So global domination, it's coming in hot. That's right. And heads up, if you're just discovering Pattern, the best seller is the leave-in conditioner, which is around $25. So that could be a good one to try first to help prevent dry, unnecessary frizz and damaged hair. And can I just say that the Pattern Beauty website has some of the best content out there in terms of like taking care of your curls. She has articles on there on the blog about transitioning from relaxed hair to natural hair and just making the most out of your curls. I just think it's such a great resource. And Tracy has literally thought of everything. Plus, I think it's one of the only hair care lines at Sephora where the conditioner is actually bigger than the shampoo, which just makes tons of sense because if you're curly hair, that is the case. You're using way more conditioner than you are shampoo. So Tracy, she's thought of it all. And apparently they're dropping a whole new category in 2023 for patterns. So we'll be on the lookout for that. 
Yes. And before that time, Tracy has executive produced and narrated The Hair Tales. It's a six-part docuseries about Black women, beauty, and identity through the distinctive lens of Black hair, where she's interviewing people like Issa Rae, Chloe Bailey, and Oprah herself. Hello. (laughs) It will debut on the Oprah Winfrey's Network cable channel and on Hulu on October 22nd. That's just in a few days if you're listening to this hot off the download. So we're going to be getting some behind the scenes scoop on why this was so important to do right now. This is a passion project for Tracy and what it was like interviewing the mighty Oprah. And big news, Tracy will be producing a 10-episode podcast series called I Am America. It's happening right here at Dear Media. I'm so excited for this. It's dropping in early 2023. And in the series, they're really aiming to break through the noise during this divided time in this whole political, social, and economic climate. And it's really an effort to create space and heal. And Tracy's going to talk to us about that as well. But first, you're going to hear all about Tracy's fondest memories of growing up in her famous mom's, that's Diana Ross, in her dressing room. She literally spills her makeup bag to reveal the products she blends to create her signature lip shade. It is a hot red. It is gorgeous. And she was wearing it while we were recording in the studio. And of course, we get all of her hair hacks, including how she likes to use the aforementioned best-selling pattern hair product. I mean, let me tell you, she showed up with her homemade lunch. So we got the whole details of like what was in her lunchbox. We got her fitness routine. We got all of the real talk on her skincare product favorites right now. Safe to say she's a beauty girly. And stay tuned to the end, everybody, because we get a hilarious rapid fire round going where Tracy reveals the one thing that nobody knows about her. We also find out the beauty philosophy of Tracy's alter ego, Madame Hiver. I was literally laughing out loud. Mm -hmm. And be sure to check out our social media channels to see it yourself on TikTok and on Instagram. We are at Breaking Beauty Podcast, where we'll be doing a very special giveaway as well and sharing some video clips of our chat. Here she is, Tracy Ellis Ross. We're grateful to Macy's for supporting our show this week. So it's that time of year when events are ramping up. I mean, I've just been invited to my first holiday party and it's actually happening before Halloween. So people are in the mood to celebrate early and often this year. And honestly, I'm here for it because we're making up for lost time. And of course, I'm thinking about what I'm going to wear. I mean, does anyone else do that when they get an invite? You're sort of taking mental inventory of your closet thinking, does that work? Does that work? So let's be honest, I'll probably default to wearing a black dress, but I'm going to amp it up with accessories. Like something I'm really vibing with right now are those crescent shaped mini bags. I kind of want one of those in hot pink, or maybe I'll wear some chunky platform satin heels to relive my Y2K era. I mean, I love those then. I love them now. Well, good news. Macy's has all of these affirmations mentioned trends and so much more. Macy's really is your one-stop shop when you want to make a style statement for all of your party hopping needs this fall. They've got those itty bitty handbags. They've got denim accessories. They've got faux leather mini skirts, bejeweled ankle booties. I mean, those are next on my wish list. And I think we're all shopping with a little bit more intention these days. When I'm adding to cart, I want to be getting my money's worth and then some. Well, Macy's loyalty program really is next level. It's called Star Rewards. And when you're a Macy's Star Rewards member, you'll earn rewards on almost every purchase except for gift cards, services, and fees. Plus, benefits include special perks, savings, surprises, and more. So rake in the rewards and put them toward everything you need to get cozy or party ready this fall. Head on over to Macy's.com slash star rewards. That's Macy's.com slash star rewards. Once again, Macy's.com slash star rewards. We'll link to this offer in our show notes and on our website. Now on to the show. Hey guys, it's me, Chriselle Lim, co-founder and CMO of Bumo. As a busy working parent myself, I felt like there was a lack of options for parents and I personally needed more support. So that's what we're doing here on Being Bumo. We're here to make your life easier, a little less stressful, and help you navigate through this complex thing called parenting. So subscribe now to Being Bumo at applepodcast.com slash beingbumo or wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, gotta go. See you guys soon. 
welcome, Hello. Tracy. I can't believe you're here. I'm so excited. This to be is here. happening. <laughs> you were in front of us. Let's talk beauty. Yes. Okay. So right off the hop, we need to ask you about this video that's on your Instagram. Yeah. It was just posted like a couple weeks ago. You were on stage at Radio City. <laughs> you were wearing the sickest outfit ever. It's like a YSL jumpsuit, yeah. Versace boots that I don't know how you walked in, let alone yeah. get on the stage. And you joined your very famous mom, Diana Ross, and I believe it was and my sister, and your sister, Rhonda. And you were just trying to capture so, some content, yeah, so and then you end up on stage. Let's hear it. So my mom has been touring again, and I've made a conscious effort wherever and whenever I can to go. So I was at Radio City, and I have been saving that YSL jumpsuit. I purchased it over the summer, and okay. then it ended up in a lost bit of luggage that, thank God, was returned to me. So it never got to get worn in Europe when I went. Okay. So it was being saved. Yes. And the Versace boots, although they were very high, were actually a conscious choice because they were comfortable because it's a large platform. Right. Also, you know, the larger, the higher the platform, the skinnier you look. Right. So, <laughs> the, the longer the leg. Anyway, so my sister was on stage with my mom singing a song that she had written for my mother. And I walked up close to the stage like a stage mom videoing on my phone. And my mom's like, just come up here. And I was like, no, I'm okay. She was like, just come up. And I was like, no, okay. So I went on stage and inevitably, I am on the verge of turning 50. Inevitably, when I step on a stage with my mother, despite the fact that I recorded and songs and did that movie, The High Note, I step on stage with my mom and I turn into a spaghetti-legged five-year-old. <laughs> I cannot function. I lose all sense of my limbs. And I was holding on to my mom for dear life, trying to, trying to listen and sing. But no, yeah. Yeah, then you got it out and your voice was amazing. I mean, I recorded all those songs myself. I actually can sing, but I get really nervous. And I don't know if you know this, but the vocal cords are a muscle. And when you're nervous and tense, you can't get notes out. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Because it's about breathing and about letting your your actual body work. Yeah, yeah. And when you're nervous, your body doesn't work. Right. Well, maybe you could sing in that movie, but like in the presence of... My, yeah. your mom, it's Diana and, Ross. And know. the combination of the fact that it's your mom, it's like, you know, you know how when you were a kid, like doing something in front of your parents that you could do on your own, like somehow got really nervous. You want the approval of your parents. I don't know. I get yeah. really nervous. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like the best part about that video was how she was looking at you, though. She was like, you can do it. Yeah. She was, it was so amazing. cute. It there's really actually was a lot of videos of this, by the way, oh, from really? when I was little. Oh. So there's one from Caesar's Palace that exists. And I'm like, no, I won't sing. There's one from Las Vegas like six years ago same thing and I like bear I literally look like a giant baby because I like bury myself <laughs> in my mother's neck I'm I, you can't tell but I'm like holding on to her for dear life she tried to walk away and I like grabbed her back yeah <laughs> we need the split screen like yeah we need uh, those actually I'm gonna try and right? do that now I read somewhere that your mom actually did her own glam she back. always does still does Oh my gosh. Own own hair and makeup, own wardrobe, all the whole thing, yeah. You, and what are your memories from being a I kid think, of this? In all moments? honesty, I think it's the beginning of my understanding of how I see beauty, which is a tool for your own agency. Yeah. And I watched my mother, I used to crouch on the floor in the dressing room and I watched my mother transform into this other version of herself. But what I understood as beauty growing up was it wasn't about look at me. It was about this is me. And it was about sort of transforming yourself into another version and, and sort of making a choice about that that was really about how you wanted to show up in the world versus trying to become something for someone else. And so I have always felt very empowered by beauty. And beauty for me is really grounded in who someone is, which is the way I saw my mom do it. It wasn't like somebody was coming to put a mask on her. And it was a really beautiful process. And then sometimes she would leave. I was allowed to play with two things. There was a blush brush and a little soft pink blush that was called Pink Joy from Il Maquillage. And I was allowed to sit in the mirror and do that. And sometimes I would take eyelashes and just, I wouldn't glue them. I would just sit them on my <laughs> eyes. <laughs> and beauty for me, I learned a lot actually. There, some of my earliest entrepreneurial lessons came before I even knew what an entrepreneur was, what a CEO was, any of those things that came out of stories that my mom had told me about other business owners, female business owners. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the industry. And it was probably also at that time, 
you know, I can see why she wanted to own that and doing her own hair and makeup because we've both, we worked in fashion and beauty magazines and for, there were so many stories of models, women of color yeah. who they showed up on set. People no one didn't know how, how to treat, t- treat their hair and their hair would get ruined. I, I was an example of that. Yeah. You know, I don't know that my mom's generation, like, you know, coming from the Supremes in the 60s right. and all of that, I don't actually think it was conscious that she was doing it because mm-hmm. someone else couldn't. Mm-hmm. I just think it's like in theater, you know, mm-hmm. in theater, you do right. your own hair and makeup. Right. For going on stage. So I think that generation, that was just part of how mm-hmm. that happened. They would go out on tour buses and sort of mm-hmm. do their own thing and transform. And there's famous stories about my mom and wearing the wig backwards, which was how that particular Motown or oh. sort of uh, Supreme's one look that she had. But I... I have no idea what I was saying. What? <laughs> That's okay. That, no, I just, I just think it's so. It's like when I think about Diana Ross doing her own hair and makeup, it almost seems like positively quaint because I watch all the Real Housewives and they travel with glam squads. So I'm it's always, just incredible. You know, I'm also fascinated by this because yeah. I, I don't watch a lot of reality TV. Yeah. But when I do and I hear different stories, like my mom has always packed her own bag. She's always done her own hair and makeup. She's mm-hmm. always, So when I see sometimes like all these entourages of people, <laughs> yeah. I'm fascinated because my mom does not travel with an entourage. That's yeah. not her thing. And and hence, I do not either. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm often solo. And, and, you know, it's funny with beauty and hair and makeup. Like I love getting my hair and makeup done and I love a red carpet for those moments and that. But the truth is my love of beauty and fashion, my favorite version is when I get dressed for me. Mm-hmm. And when I do my own hair and makeup, there's a transformation that happens. And it probably comes from what I watched growing up and sort of my understanding and my belief around what beauty does. But there's there's a way that I become sort of that version of myself and, and that time that I spend with myself. And something we talk about at Pattern all the time is hair care is self-care. Mm-hmm. But I also think beauty and that sort of ritual of how we care for ourselves in those ways and our skin and all that is part of how we love ourselves. Yeah. You know, it's it's love in action in a way that we do that. So I really enjoy that process and I love products. I love products <laughs> so much. I love all of them. I like to try every single one. And yeah. Yes. We are going to talk to you about all of that. I I can't not ask though, because you're yeah. wearing this gorgeous, gorgeous red lip right yeah. now. And I need to know what it is immediately. It is my signature lip that I always wear. It's my go-to and I love it because you can wear it without fan. For me, I do no foundation and it just feels like it gives my face a little light. Yeah, It is Mac Ruby Woo with the cherry pencil. I don't use the Ruby Woo pencil. I use the cherry pencil. And it's the only lipstick pencil combo that I do the lipstick first. Mm-hmm. I cover my lip in the lipstick and then I really fill the whole thing in with the cherry. And I'm going to show you the one that stays in my bag so you can see how often I use it because there's literally a Ruby Woo in every pocket, every purse, every everything. But this, I'm going to look for the little pencil because you're going to die. It's so teeny and it's it's perfect for the purse. Be- look, there's everything in here. Band-Aids. Oh, we are going to look. Advil. Believe me. We're getting, we're taking <laughs> video. Mascara. We got my favorite color of, co- yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a benefit. They're real mascara, by the way. Yeah, I'll hold- do the narration, guys. <laughs> okay. Then we, We've this got is Madville. the, yeah, this, it's rubbed off, but this is Tarte opening act. Okay. Oh, got, got some the- top stick. Ooh. Okay. Oh, those um, are the best. These are pattern hairpins. Okay. And a pattern rubber band. Oh, another pattern rubber band. Oh, some Neosporin, guys. <laughs> Hold on. She's ready she for the day. She's so prepared, you oh, guys. safety pins. <laughs> so prepared. Where's, she brought oh, her own is, lunch. We're going to talk about that later. Oh, my goodness. Come on. Well loved. Get out of here. This is the perfect size for the evening bag. What? Yes. For it's, the micro bag? Yeah. That is well loved. You can't even read the label. No, it's, so it's worn gone. down. It's got an emery board. Yep. An olive <laughs> um, and June oh, emery board. Look at this. I steal these whenever I go. You know places that have the little ones? Yes. I steal them just in case. I've never used these them. These little hand wipes? There's, no, this is Tylenol, Mucinex, oh, Advil, yes. <laughs> Pepto-Bismol. But it, they Walking never get medicine used. medicine cabinet. They never get used. But when I'm that person that when someone says, does anyone? Um, yes, I do. Stand yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I clocked actually that your lip is like an ombre red lip. That you, mm. I love this. The this combo. two-tone. I love this. Yeah. The, the cherry has a brightness to it. And the Ruby Woo has that grounding that I love. And they're both really matte, which is my favorite. And you can work out in this lip. If you are landing on a plane, even though I'm still wearing masks, you know, it's a lovely way to just say, I'm okay. Yeah. And if you combine (laughs) this, so we did a Holy Grail kit with my leave-in conditioner Mm -hmm. and the Ruby Woo. 
But I got to say, leave-in conditioner, mini size for the plain or the styling cream, the combination of the Ruby Woo and a slick back bun. I mean, you could go to an evening event. Obsessed. Right off the plane. Love it. Getting all the tips. I love love Mac. We are Mac diehards from day one. Me too. Okay. So I want to talk to you a little bit because I heard you say this thing and it was fascinating to me. And I feel like so many people can relate about your journey to self-acceptance through your journey with your hair. Yeah. And I feel like so many people. Can relate to that. Yeah, I think so, especially people of color, black yeah. people. So my journey, I could chronicle my journey of self-acceptance mm-hmm. through my journey with my hair. So I feel like as a child, I just had a, didn't even know I should love or not love my hair. It just was my hair and it was just free and it was bouncing and juicy and I just loving it. It was just happy. And then all of a sudden, you know, you hit those teenage years and you start comparing your insides to other people's outsides. You start looking at the world and thinking, am I supposed to look like that to be lovable? Am I supposed to look like that to be desired? This is what I'm supposed to be. And then ads and commercial and media and all these things start to play in. And when I was growing up, it was bouncing and behaving, easy, breezy, beautiful. And my hair was not easy, breezy, and it didn't bounce and behave. And I started trying to do all the things that I thought I was supposed to do to get my to beat my hair into submission so that it would be straight, so that it would, you know, slip and slide and all these things. And my hair became very damaged. And and then I sort of started to nurse my hair back to health learn. And and some of that was in my modeling years. There mm-hmm. were people that were just putting a ton of heat on my hair. Mm-hmm. Um, I had relaxed my hair and then I ended up, you know, I would relax my hair and I would, I, it just, I tried everything. I, I did all the things that so many of us do as we're trying to fit into the world's idea of what is clothing suppo- iron. Did you do the clothing I iron? I did. I did a clothing iron. I tried putting carry lotion in my hair. I tried beer in my hair. I would, uh, I mean, I remember I was living in Europe. I was 13, 13, 14 years old. And I called my mom and I was like, I know hair is actually dead cells, but Mm -hmm. my hair is dead, dead. Like it won't do anything. There was like no hair. And I would blow the front within an inch of its life. And I could see all of the split ends. And then I would push it back with a headband and have a big poof in the front and then this little like duty bun in the back. And my hair was very damaged. And then I slowly started to nurse my hair back to health. And in all those years of nursing my hair back to health and like learning so much Mm -hmm. um, just about what products on the shelf worked, why, which ones they said were for my hair but weren't for my hair, what humidity did to my hair, what different water types did to my hair. I just started collecting all this information. I remember my mom came in my room at one point and she was like, listen here, little girl, your hair products alone are going to break the bank. Like you got to stop. There's shampoo and conditioner and a brush in the shower. Like that's what you get. And other than that, you're going to have to get a really good job or a really rich husband. I don't know what to tell you. So I got a really good job in a hair company. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> mic drop. Exactly. And, um, and so it, it, it really has been a personal journey that I discovered mm was not just mine. Yeah. That so many of us were on and that there was this vast amount of people. There were these, this demographic that was not being served Mm -hmm. that literally had the same products that were in a corner, in a dark corner in retail stores for so long that really weren't servicing our needs. And during my journey, I just kept thinking, wouldn't it be amazing one day if there was a line that wouldn't, oh my God, why don't they, why do they say this a dime size? That doesn't feel, that doesn't work for my hair. I need mm-hmm. half the bottle. Why, why is the conditioner as big as the shampoo when we use so much more conditioner? Than the shampoo? Like mm-hmm. all the different things. So I just kept taking note of all those things. And during that journey, I was also discovering myself, mm-hmm. discovering my true self, discovering that I actually could do anything I wanted to do if I started with loving myself, if I started by meeting my hair, meeting myself where I was, that the fastest place to where I wanted to go was through where I was. Mm-hmm. And that that acceptance was going to be the entranceway into whatever I wanted it to be. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. And you're working now on this Hair Tales documentary? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. tell us everything. So, you know, I have a, it's interesting, all of the projects that I do, including Pattern, all Mm -hmm. have the same mission underneath. It's really that we, that I am a part of supporting the world being a safe place for everybody to feel free, Mm -hmm. to do and be who they are. And then I have a particular eye towards Black women, because particularly in, in this culture, in American culture, 
we are often utilized but never centered. And we there's an invisible nature to who we are in the culture, but not to who we are as people. And hair, the same way I can chronicle my journey of self-acceptance through my hair, it's one of the ways that we can have a portal into the souls of black women. Mm -hmm. And so we're using hair as a metaphor to explore our humanity, to celebrate and and look at so many things and aspects of who we are in context. Our, Our history is often decontextualized, so giving it context with each other. So Hair Tales is a six-part docu-series that will be on Hulu and OWN. It's a combined effort, which is the first time that's happening. And we will interview a notable woman in each episode. So... Um, Oprah Winfrey. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of her. Yeah, <laughs> maybe rings, rings once or twice. So rings, rings okay, a bell. so anyway, yeah. you'll get to know her a little more in this. <laughs> so Oprah, who's also an executive producer, Issa Rae, uh, Representative Ayanna Presley, Marseille Martin from Blackish, my little lovely TV daughter, mm-hmm. Chica, who is a rapper and an artist, Chica and Chloe Bailey. Oh, amazing. And Chloe Bailey. And then around them, they're sort of the heart. Their interview is the heart. And then we have a salon section where we're in a salon with women getting their hair done who are just kind of kiki and talking. And then we have academics and scholars who come in and kind of give context to so much of what we're talking about. And it's like a, a, a beautiful tapestry of the humanity of black women told through our hair. Yeah, I love that. I love that. It's like culture through a beauty lens. Yeah. And tell us about... I don't know if you can give us a sneak peek, like a moment with Oprah or like, was there a moment that surprised you? <laughs> like, or were just, you in like, the shower the going, feels? were you silent or silenced? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like just Amazing. rehearsing in your head? You know, it was funny. I mean, I have been inter- I've been interviewed by Oprah before. My family has been interviewed by her before, but kind of amazing to interview Oprah. Yes. So it was really lovely. And we have a, a nice rapport with each other. So it was comfortable. It's not like I was nervous. And you'll see she shares a part of herself that we don't often see. And it was really special. There was an intimacy to it. And she revealed some things that I don't think she's ever really shared before. And it was really quite special. It was a, a, I was quite moved by it. So I I hope everybody is too. But yeah, pinch me. I mean, it was so funny. I was like, yeah, I'm at Oprah's house, mom. I'm interviewing Oprah. What are you doing today? No, really? That's fun. Well, I'm interviewing Oprah today. (laughs) I think I've made it. I can die now. Yeah. I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait. What was maybe like a surprising thing you learned about black women and hair and the whole experience that maybe you haven't lived yourself, but Mm. it was surprising to you or? You know, what was actually not surprising, but really fun is finding the connections and the places that there is so much similarity for all of us. We all have a scissor story there. There was just a lot of that and recognition that when you sort of swim in that currency and and realize like we are and how siloed off we have all been Mm -hmm. without each other, not knowing how how similar our stories are. And so that that felt it wasn't surprising. It was actually quite comforting and really beautiful. I feel like social media really did bring a lot of that to light, like what women were doing by themselves in their bathroom and they're doing their own like cocktailing and all of that. And then you're like, oh, that I can use that tip. It's like it was bringing people together that way. I think so. And, And also, you know. I think Hair Tales is a show about black women for everyone. Mm-hmm. There's similarities for all of us. Of course, you know yeah. what I mean? There, there's ways that we all have felt on the outside. Mm-hmm. There's ways that we all have had to navigate through the culture of beauty and find our own sense of beauty in a world that doesn't always mirror us back to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of us have that. That's a that's a universal thing, particularly for women in this country and sort of in under the thumb of patriarchy. Yeah. You know, that's something that we all can identify with. And 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 I think the more that we lean into the specificity of humanity and the human experience, the more we all find the ways that we connect. And then the ways that we're different become this beautiful place of celebration that offers texture and like a really robust experience between each other because that's where you learn something new and you go, my God, you know, and that's where my life becomes very rich, I find. Yeah. It's funny because I think we both, all three of us, have worked at magazines before, yeah. fashion mm-hmm. magazines. And so that's what really strikes me as this whole conversation as we've been talking is like just how much that script has been flipped. Like yeah. the way that it was all you were dictated to. And we did that as writers and editors. It's like this is what's hot. Yeah. This is what's not. This is the trend. This is how, you know, and it really was like, not considering that everybody's different in any way was like 
it's straight hair, yeah. you know, is what's hot right now. Rich girl hair. Yeah. What, what did that look like? It was like this. Fascinating. Or like wait, like that right? whole waif period, like mm-hmm. all yeah. of those kinds of things. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Do you feel, I feel like we're on the verge of entering another wave period in a way that's mm-hmm. really bothersome to me. Ozempic. You know? But that's off the record. Okay, somebody, somebody <laughs> just, I, I yeah. don't, no, somebody it's not just off the record. It's on. said, asked me if I knew what that was and I asked if it was an antidepressant. <laughs> So here, here to say that Tracy is not on it. Okay, I was like, we just had an antidepressant. I was like, I haven't heard of that. Zoloft, so I'm like, Ozempic. I know. I was, I was asking Jill. We were, we were Real at dinner talk. last yeah. night, and I was like, what is it? Is it Zempat or I don't know what? Yeah, it is. Anyway. Ozempic. It's basically but, yeah for uh, it's an insulin drug. That's it's for been, diabetics, right? Yeah, yeah, and now they can't get it because is that true? Yeah, because oh, the celebrities Jesus. are on it, and uh, it was written about in Variety like three days ago, oh. and and then Andy Cohen tweeted out. What everybody's just showing up twenty five pounds lighter now? What do you? Let know me tell happens? you, I just lost a little weight, and you know what happened? What I tell had us. COVID, and I lost my taste and smell. Oh, that is all that it was. Yeah, and everything tasted like cardboard, and salt tasted like fire. Yeah, and so, so, <laughs> the only thing I had as an indication of of I should eat was like my stomach would growl. Right, but other than that, it was not something I was looking forward to. And then I was like, I'm gonna capitalize on this and get back in the gym in a major way. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I, you know, I don't know. I, I God bless. I agree anyway. with you though. There, there's like a thin, it feels like we're on back the verge. in the air. I don't like it. Yeah. I, don't like I know. It. I, I was just thinking that the other day. I was like, where did all the body positivity or, go? And the BBLs, the BBLs have disappeared. Apparently. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. You know, I, my mom said something to me when I was a teenager, she said, trust the up and down of your weight Mm. because when you gain weight, you have no idea if like you're going to get food poisoning down the line. You know what I mean? I don't know, but just let your, let your body do what it's doing. You know, my body fluctuates like crazy. I'm going through perimenopause and I don't know what's happening here. Right. I mean, it feels like a foreign place and my body for me is the smartest part of me. It is also the safest place for me. And so going through these this growth spurt that I'm in right now has been really challenging and really interesting. And, you know, your hormones, you we don't realize, but I feel like a teenager all over again. Some mm-hmm. days I just can't stop crying. And I'm like, what is happening? And my weight's been fluctuating and all these different kinds of things are happening. And I, I am here to support my body. And I really like a strong body because it allows my mind and my heart to do the things it wants to do. I can do a 15-hour day if I need to do a 15-hour day. I can really work towards my dreams when my body is strong and and look I I am a I like to look a certain way too you know what I mean <laughs> yeah for sure um, and you but, look great but I I hope my sense of self wins over my vanity and I, I all of us get the same amount of time to be young yeah, yeah, true story. Yeah, I mean, I got to get my eight hours. You see, yeah. I brought my own lunch. Yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about I'm that. I'm meticulous about my <laughs> yes. my self care. And now a pause for one of today's awesome show partners, Pair Eyewear. Hey, it's Carlene here. And one of the things you probably know about me by now is that I love to spend money. Yep, I love a designer. This or that loves the trend. But I also never pay full retail price for any of my brand name labels. And there are certain things that you just don't need to break the bank on to look cute. Follow me here, guys. Pair eyewear. When I first started looking for a fresh pair of frames, I was trying on a ton of them in stores. I fell in love with these designer darlings that were light pink lucite, but the price, no. And then I discovered Pear. I ended up finding a really similar pair. The frame is called the Casper. It's a classic rectangular shape, perfect for medium width face shapes. And I did the whole virtual try on thing. So I knew they were going to work before I added to cart and they totally do. They're minimalist. They go with everything. I love to wear them out for dinner, just like a surprise geek chic moment. And the best part is they were so inexpensive. I think they were like $60, you guys, including my prescription. I mean, 
And they even have these toppers you can buy and like pop them on to switch up your look. But I personally like to do that for sunglasses. Like if I'm driving, it's just a quick thing you can do. And for every pair you buy, Pear provides a pair of glasses to a child in need. How wonderful is that? So get glasses as ever-changing as you are with Pear. Go to PearEyewear.com slash Beauty15 for 15% off your first purchase. We'll link to the offer in our show notes and on our website. That's 15% off at PairEyewear.com slash Beauty15. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Clinique. Hi, everyone. Today's episode features a multi-award winning celebrity guest. And right now, I'd love to introduce you to another total star. It's Clinique's first foundation designed to be the last step in your skincare routine. Clinique Even Better Clinical Serum Foundation. It's formulated with three serum technologies that visibly reduce dark spots, brighten and hydrate skin. It's a total breakthrough clinical foundation with an oil-free formula that includes hyaluronic acid, salicylic acid, vitamin C, total hero ingredients, and something called UP302. That helps with brightening to leave your skin looking better than ever in as little as eight weeks. What I personally enjoy is the satin matte finish. It feels super lightweight, even though it's medium to full coverage, which I really appreciate to even out my skin tone instantly. I like to apply it with my damp makeup sponge starting in the center of my face and working outward toward my jawline, my hairline. It gives you this instant gratification while getting you those long-term skincare benefits at the very same time. How's that for a brilliant second act? And the best part is even better clinical serum foundation comes in 42 shades. Find your shade with Clinique Clinical Reality Shade Match Science Virtual Try-On. Don't call it makeup. This is skincare in just your shade. Find your shade this holiday season at Clinique.com. That's C-L-I-N-I-Q-U-E dot com. And now back to our guest. Yeah. Nostalgia moment. I need, I need to ask you about this, Tracy, since you're in front of us. Yeah. Okay. You're obviously a beauty icon. You have your own line, which we're going to get into. <laughs> that sounds funny. But you played Joan on Girlfriends. Yeah. I loved this show. Thank you. It was on from 2000 to 2008, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, we interviewed... Rianne Silva, the founder of the Beauty Blender. And part of that yeah. story is that yeah. the Beauty Blender was created on yeah. the set of Girlfriends. Correct. Do you remember anything about this era or being handed a yeah. prototype or tell us everything? We were using them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a part of the beginning. Yeah. That's really funny. Because yes, I mean, um, it's, she's doing well, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> well, not bad. She, she said that it was the first or one of the first shows that was shot in HD. So she needed to figure out a way to blend Huh. And that's, I, don't, I don't remember that, but I think it was. And she said that that's why it, you could see like brush marks or like the triangle of the sponge. Like she needed yes. to really get it all seamless. And that's why she came up with the shape. I've actually never heard that. Yeah. So she was cutting like the triangles and cutting them into uh-huh. the shape that was I smoother. do remember her cutting things. Yeah. Oh, she did funny. not work on me. Okay. She worked on Golden and Jill. Okay. And I mean, I know Rand. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's so amazing, actually. Yeah. yeah. And amazing. I mean, I have a bathroom full of pink sponges. Yes. Yeah, I've pink, got one in my bag right over there. There's pink eggs everywhere. <laughs> I love the little thing now that you can put it in. Yeah. yeah. The travel case. Mm-hmm. It's the best. Now, did you ever think that you were going to become no. a beauty entrepreneur? No, I did not. I didn't know what a CEO was. I didn't know what an entrepreneur really meant. Mm. And No, it came out of such a personal journey. So much of what I already shared with you, Mm -hmm. my own personal journey with my hair, and then the the void that existed that I was longing for personally, and then sort of waking up in the middle of girlfriends. I remember we did Curly Nikki was one of the first natural hair bloggers that existed. And she and I did an event together for I can't remember what it was. Anyway, I went in New York and as I pulled up around the block were all of these curly, natural, haired, beautiful people. And there was like, it was around the block and the place was jam packed. And I remember thinking, oh, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one that's been like trying to wear their hair naturally and had no, no roadmap out in the world, no products, like no choice of products. There was like one here, one there. And, and I 
started thinking of all the things that I had been through and that I had been taking note of. And I remember I went into, in LA on Wilshire, they have all of those beauty supply shops Mm -hmm. that have a salon in the back. And that's where I would go to try and purchase all my things. Like, and one of the things I discovered, this is not a good version. This is like a messy tale. I'm telling a messy tale of the beginning. (laughs) I can tell a more efficient tale of the beginning in a minute. But anyway, this is a messy tale. I'm giving you the messy version. Okay, so um, I went into the salon shop and this guy came from the back and he's like, oh my God, you have no idea the amount of women that come in here and tell me they want hair like you. They have a picture out of a magazine from girlfriends or something like that. And I tell them the only way you're going to get this is to have me sew it in. And I'm like, wait, that's not true. And he's like, yeah, it is. I'm like, no, it's not. People just need the right products. My hair would not look like this if I didn't spend the effort and the time cocktailing and doing all the things and all the knowledge, the experiential knowledge that I've learned my hair would not look like this. People just need access to the right products and everybody should have access to their healthiest, most beautiful hair in their own bathroom. This should be a democratic process. This should not be be something that only some people have access to. And he's like, you would be a millionaire if you came up with a line of products. It was the first note in my head that like, wait, maybe is that something I could do? From that point until I found my partners, it was 11 years. Wow. 10 or 11 years. I wrote my first hair care brand pitch. It literally had the list of, it, it was the mission of the brand that still exists. There was a, there's a slight shift. And the first sort of nine or 10 SKUs were all laid out. I didn't know who to go to. I didn't know how you turn a, take a dream and bring it into the atmosphere. I didn't know how you think you want to make products and then you make goop. I had no idea how to do that. I didn't come from a family of entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. I didn't come from a family of beauty experts. I didn't know how you do that. And so I went to the people that I knew how to talk to and I brought the brand pitch to my manager at the time who read it and finally came back to me and she's like, oh my God, I totally, this is amazing. We should do a line of wigs. And I was like, oh my gosh, what? (laughs) Excuse me? I think you misunderstood me. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) And then I brought to someone else. They're like, we should do a hair TV show. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I want to make products. How do we do that? Then I went to another person who like made me cry and was like, why? Why would you want to do products? Like, you're not a hair person. You need to partner with a professional. I was like, you don't understand. The point is professionals actually don't know how to do my hair. I know how to do my hair. And there's so many others of us, but we don't have access to the products. We need products that are actually designed for us. And one of the things I discovered, I mean, it took me 10 years as I got closer. I went through all different aspects. Do I partner with a larger company? Do I partner like, and that was like turning the Titanic around. Like these companies did not want to understand the difference. No, and they didn't Mm -hmm. want to understand that the, the space and the void that existed was people would look at, textured hair and be able to give you products and tools to make it straight and make it look like bouncing and behaving, easy, breezy, beautiful, white beach hair. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to actually access and meet the hair where it is, condition it, give it the love and support that it needs so that it can flourish just the way it grows out of your head. Then you can do whatever you want to it. And so there was no template for that. And people did not, like, it was such a blind spot. People couldn't even hear me. Mm -hmm. And so that didn't work that way. Went to another retail partner who, you know, in the multicultural hair was like such a big thing, like the multicultural market. And like, it was this like one little market. And then that retailer lost all of their funds from the multicultural aisles Mm -hmm. and it was moved elsewhere. So eventually I decided that I should go and find chemists and manufacturers on my own and just figure out how to make the goop. Mm -hmm. While I was in that process, I ended up meeting with two retail partners. Before I had Goop, I had the idea, and before I had partners. And I, my journey is a little different than most. I ended up having my retail partner, Ulta, before I had my partners. Mm. And they were already sold on the idea. And I was already working with a chemist. And I'm just going to give you, I know I'm a little all over the place, but this is the, so interesting to me. Part of what am I? It's uh, we're okay. Or you want? Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I'm we're, hanging we're following on so, every okay, word. Okay, I'm following okay. you. Yes. So one of the things I discovered that was extremely interesting to me as I was working with the chemists. So I, I met with a ton of different manufacturers around. Decided to go with a manufacturer that was in LA so that I could have a one-on-one face-to-face relationship because I was learning that even the 
how you determine the efficacy of a product was not based on textured hair. And that the only way to really Mm -hmm. work through those blind spots was to be able to be in direct contact with the actual chemists. Mm -hmm. And I personally am not a chemist, so I didn't have all of the right language. I needed to be able to talk energetically and touch and feel so that I could really express what I wanted. And the efficacy of products was based on a standard that did not match textured hair. So they kept asking me, for example, I know you're telling me about what it feels like in your hair, but like what was, I need to see what your hair was like dry. I was like, no, 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 no. You, I can tell the moment I put the product in my hair, if we're going to start walking in the pathway in the direction of what is going to be an effective product. Mm -hmm. And so it was really clear to me, I did not want to, and a lot of people do this. You want to start a beauty brand. You can go and find formulas that exist. You can tweak the scent. You can tweak one thing, but you're not starting from scratch to formulate a a product that's actually going to match the thing that you're looking for. And that's a process. It's a real process. So I tried in for the first excuse, I think it was like 76 samples. And I would, the process that I came up with that was really helpful is I would get in and out of the shower and make videos. Because again, I didn't have the language to be able to write out what I was trying to explain. So I would at each stage in the shower, get out and make a video. Yeah. And then those videos would be the, I mean, we, we made one video once of like all the videos I had made, like overlapped mm-hmm. on top of each other. But so 75 samples in, we came up with, it was our first three conditioners, my first three conditioners and the shampoo. I wanted a shampoo that wasn't going to strip the hair, but was going to hydrate the hair and clean the hair and scalp. That's our hydration shampoo. I wanted to be able to have conditioners that we would share what we believe is the most effective choice for you, depending on your hair type, but everybody wants different something different from mm-hmm, their hair. Mm-hmm. Some people like it when it's a little weighed down. Some people like it when it's a little airier. Some people like it when it's got a lot of slips. Some people like a lot of clumping. Some people like a lot of curl activation. So we would indicate what each of those conditioners were mm-hmm. for, but then you would try them and be able to decide for yourself what you wanted. I wanted a shampoo that was smaller than the conditioner. I wanted to make sure that you could open the shampoo and conditioner in the shower when your hands were wet. If you're gonna have a product that has a lot of slip so you can get through textured and tighter textured and coils and curls in your hair, then your hands are gonna be slippy. So every aspect of it, including the directions that were on the back, were all things that I had really kind of thought through in that 10 years of all mm-hmm. the things that weren't working for me as a customer, that weren't at all meeting me where my needs were. And so that's that's that was sort of the beginning of how the whole thing kind of unfolded. Yeah. So so take note, celebrity beauty lines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It's not just about putting a check mark beside or, a white label. Or, yeah. So it's really fun. I love it. It's very challenging. It is a full-time job and I yeah. have a couple of other full-time jobs. Um, <laughs> but it's very exciting. And the most exciting part of it is the people are responding to the products. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think a lot of, you know, let me, if I may, the mission of the brand, and I want to tell you the thing that shifted. So it was always to meet the needs of the curly, coily, and tight texture community. And I purposefully curly, coily, and tight textures because those come, I don't believe that hair has a gender or race. But the second part of the mission is that we are centered around the celebration of of black beauty. And so our content is always centered through that and where we are the subject and not the object Mm -hmm. of what we are supporting and celebrating. So I wanted to base our marketing and on the celebration of who we are yeah, as opposed to the opposite. And yeah. I think that works. Okay. Need to know about the Holy Grail product. Yes. I, as far as I know, it's the leave-in conditioner. Yep. And so we need to know how you like to use it. What's your hack? Okay. I use it in so many different ways. I use it soaking wet in the shower. So I shampoo maybe once a week, depending on how much I've worked out. I choose between one of our two shampoos, the clarifying shampoo or the hydrating shampoo. I have all the conditioners in my shower. It depends on what I'm feeling. Sometimes the intensive, sometimes medium. I rarely use the heavy, sometimes lightweight. I usually use the lightweight conditioner when I am not using shampoo and it's just a co-wash. Then comes the leave-in conditioner. So the leave-in conditioner for me, soaking wet, seals in the moisture that I just put in there with the conditioner, light hold, nice curl activation, and a nice shine on my curl. Mm. But it's a light hold. So I also can tell you that if you forget your conditioner when you are traveling, you can also just wet your hair and do the same with your leave-in conditioner and leave it in your hair. 
you can shampoo and go right to leave-in conditioner. You can use leave-in conditioner as a detangler. It's not an intense detangler, but it'll give you something. It'll give you some slip. So that's one way. And then I just dry my hair from there. I also, like today, water in my hand, leave-in conditioner, slick my hair back. When I'm braiding, I like leave-in conditioner so that I get like that slick braid, like my braid here, mm-hmm. leave-in conditioner. No frizz um, on that braid. No frizz on that braid. <laughs> no. I have to say that it is the one product that like, if there's one product I would bring, it would be that. Tracy likes things just so, yep. you guys. We've learned this. We've we've only been in the room for 40 minutes, but she brought her own lunch. <laughs> she's very, she's very carefully specific, packaged. this person. <laughs> yeah. I can, okay, I'm going to ask now, yeah. what is in the okay. lunch? It's so cute, you guys. It's in like a bento box. There's a plaid napkin folded. There's yeah. cutlery. So my a friend of mine sees this on a regular basis and he's convinced that I have a butler, which is the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> I don't have a butler. This is okay. me. I found this when I was working in Vancouver at the Whole Foods there and I'm obsessed with these little bento box ones and yeah. they, it comes with this nice rubber band. This is my favorite napkin. These are from Commune. It was a birthday gift from somebody and this is my little organized cutlery. Get this out so of here. Okay. She's a zero waste queen. Okay, I'm okay. a zero waste queen. And yes. so... I am traveling tomorrow, so I'm trying to eat whatever's in my fridge because I don't like to leave stuff. Okay. So it's a random mix in here. Yes. There was a, a like a regular chicken breast that had been seasoned from something else. So mm-hmm. I chopped up. It's got, it's like, it's got a, I'm not going to open it. Yeah, don't break okay. a nail. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's brown rice. And I sadly have to admit, I used the microwave brown rice. Not a huge fan of yeah. the microwave, mm-hmm. but I used it. Mm-hmm. Chopped up the chicken breast. Chopped up kale, dino kale, mm-hmm. a little bit of corn because there was some left for my salad the other day and some black beans. And I did them in, you know, high heat avocado oil. Mm-hmm. So high heat avocado oil, a little bit of tamari. Yeah. And delicious. then put it over that and then some pepitas. And Yum. then I drizzled a little yeah. more olive oil so it wasn't too dry. And that will be my lunch today. It's like a superfood bowl. It's like a superfood bowl. Created. And yeah, because I'm out all day. And so I made my lunch. I love reusing leftovers like that as well yeah. and like coming up with something new. I, I just don't like throwing very food much, away. Same. I, I totally feel that. And you worked out this morning. So I <laughs> are we going to tell the underwear story? Should we? I think we should. Okay. Yeah. So I worked out. I did an 8 a.m. workout this morning and then yeah. I'm here and then I'm out all day. What so, did you do? I went to Rise, which is I mix Rise movement and which is weights and stuff, which mm-hmm. you need as you get older mm-hmm. for yes. bone density and muscle mass. And then I also do Tracy Anderson, of course. I mean, come on. We all know I'm a big Tracy Anderson guy. Love. Yes. Okay. So Queen. this morning I did Rise, 8 a.m. And then I was supposed to shower there and I packed my lunch this morning and my bag with my clothes and my stuff. And I stripped down totally naked about to get in the shower and realized I had not packed underwear and bra. <laughs> Mercury is retrograde. Oh my God. I was like, I, I made kale. <laughs> yeah. I don't have underwear and a bra. So I like panicked for a second. And I was like, okay, here's the big choice. Am I late? Which pushes the entire day mm-hmm. or do I figure this out? So I have on a sports bra mm-hmm. and I washed my undies in the sink Yes. And blow dried them dry. Amazing. And it wasn't a Dyson either. It was a, not a Dyson. <laughs> it did not go fast. I was like, seriously? Come on. <laughs> so I blow dried my underwear and I tried to blow dry as much as I could. I, I, If it was Tracy Anderson, I could not have gotten away with this because it's 100 degrees in there and I sweat and you can wring my clothes out. Mm-hmm. At Rise, it was just a gentle sweat. So yeah, yeah. and now I'm good for the rest of the day because I'm out. She's resourceful. So (laughs) we want to ask you some more about your beauty philosophies and secrets and stuff. You know, you probably have a lot of really cool friends. Have has anybody (laughs) turned you on to a beauty product that you were like, oh yes, I'm so into this now? I mean, I'm a big beauty product gal, so I'm a bit of a junkie. My bathroom's insane. You're the one turning other people to a certain extent. Romy Mm -hmm. Soleimani is one of my best friends, Mm -hmm. makeup artist Romy Soleimani. Mm -hmm. So she she and I often. I mean, you would think I'm a makeup artist and I don't wear makeup, but I have so much stuff. Some of my favorites right now I'm obsessed with, stand by. Okay. A makeup artist. She's going in the Balenciense. Just a moment. Ourself. Lip conditioner. Okay. Have you guys heard of this I'm company? Not. I, for, I followed this brand on Instagram because I like their branding. So okay. I, mm-hmm. I, a makeup artist uses on me. And so they have a lip plumper that's mm-hmm. first. And she was like, mm-hmm. let me use it on you. I was like, 
Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I need plumping, but I am getting older. Lips are getting smaller. I don't know. Sure. But this is like a hyaluronic lip conditioner. Yeah. And I just love it. You can tell it's empty. I have one that stays at home and one that stays in my bag. I don't, I'm not really consistent with the lip plumper. I mean, there's only so much time one has in the morning. You (laughs) know what I mean? Like the hair takes enough time and then we move on. But I'm really in love with this. Okay. I'm a big biologique. Um, user and yeah and I also and and I'm very big on a moisture mask I mean I will do if I have time during the day on a Sunday I'll do three to four oh wow a one oops it's off next one oops next (laughs) next one I'll go from a Veronique's to a Vialastine to a collagen mask to I mean I just like pop them all in okay it's Um, a layer yes it's a buffet yeah I layer moisture on my face in a Mm -hmm. major way I love May Lindstrom I love Mm. her um, hydrating mist is unbelievable okay the blue stuff it's yes. amazing. I Heard love that. her yeah. oil, her body oil. I do soaking wet when I come out of the shower. I cover myself in the oil, then I towel it off. And then I just discovered Dr. Strum. Yep, Dr. Sturm. An an- Sturm. Sturm. Yeah. Yep. Anti-aging um, lotion. Yep. Okay. This is very good. Okay. okay. I really okay. Kind of like this. Okay. Have you been to the Biologic Recherche New Spa in no. LA? Oh, it's in LA? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, it just yeah. opened before we came here. We were trying to get in for a sneak peek, and I was like, Tracy, you'll know. I'll just ask her. Oh, my her. God, no. I'm, I would die to go. Yeah, okay. Ooh, okay. Put it out. Field trip. It, put field it trip. out, yeah. Field okay, trip. yeah. I'm a huge on those. I love the intensive hydrating, whatever it is, from uh, Retrouve. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. I tried that one. Product-wise, in terms, I mean, I honestly am obsessed with my line, like the detangler that we just put out, and I was never a mousse user, but our curl mousse is exceptional. I mix it with the leave-in conditioner and it dries much faster than using like um, the curl gel. Yeah. So in the summer, it's been great. And if ever I have a braided style, like whenever I do braids, like you can kind of smooth the front of the braids by putting the mousse on top and make them look like they're brand new. And then I'm trying to think body. I love a dry brush. Okay. okay. Real big on a dry brush. Yeah. And you said tongue scraping. Or I read that. Oh, yes. You do before that every day? I, but yes. Before I drink and put any water or anything, I scrape my tongue in the morning so that everything that is toxins that have come out, I don't swallow back down. I love the Poswell Aging Gua Sha. Mm. Uh-huh. I love that. I'd like to see inside your vanity one day. Oh, no, no. It's insane. <laughs> now, Tracy... You're totally doing the most. You have a beauty company. <laughs> I'm making you're my lunch. Producer. You're making your lunch. <laughs> you're traveling. But something very exciting. We are in the Dear Media Studios right now. Yeah. January 2023. You're executive producing yeah. a show called I Am America. Mm-hmm. What can you share about it? What I can share is it is not a celebrity podcast with me sitting down with other celebrities talking about what we eat. Okay. It is an opportunity for what I believe are the hidden angels of this country to share their stories about culture, identity, community, belonging, and how in their own journeys and their own discovery, they then figured out what they want to give back and what their purpose is in life. And it's been an extraordinary process. It is a collection of the stories that to me represent the possibility and the promise of this country that change the understanding of what success really is and that it's not the flashy thing, but it's a, a, a life that has meaning and a life that has community and a life that is connected to a real purpose. The title is based on the Langston Hughes poem, I Too Am America, I Too America. And along with the team, we have heard these beautiful stories and I sort of introduce them and give them context, but it is not a podcast where I do talking. Mm-hmm. It's really a platform for others to share their own stories and their own words. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, it's it's very special. That's very exciting. I love that. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I love that. We have five minutes left. Yeah. Can we play some rapid fire? Absolutely. We just want to have a little bit of fun Absolutely. for the last few minutes. Jill, fire away. Okay. My first question for you, Tracy, is if your friend texts you and they said, I just pulled a Tracy, what would they have done? They just did something really free. Like they just danced or like did something really like, Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would think. Okay, along those lines, you get to DJ at a party. What's the first song you play to get everyone on the dance floor? Something, anything, Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> okay, if you could have any piece of art right now, what would it be? <gasps> Ooh, a Faith Ringgold. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and if you could fill your closet with the designer du jour, who would it be? 
Oh my God. Well, Ricardo Tichy just did Burberry. The Burberry show is beautiful, but I am always a Bottega Veneta Balenciaga gal. So I would fill my closet with Bottega Veneta Balenciaga. Boom, boom, boom. (laughs) We could do a song about it this. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Balenciaga. Yeah. What's something that, what's something that no one knows? (sighs) About me? Yeah. Oh, I feel like I'm an open book. What does nobody know about me? I sleep in Free City t-shirts, extra large, and Gap body brief underpants, and I turn them inside out, and I tuck my t-shirt into my underwear, and it is ridiculous. And it's the best way to sleep. Comfy. (laughs) What's the vibe of your bathroom in one word? The vibe of my bathroom? Mm. Sunny. Beautiful. How would your alter ego, Madame Hiver, describe her beauty routine? Oh, dear. It's funny you should ask. Madame Hiver believes that the eyes are the window to the soul, so you frame them with an eyebrow. And if you give it a point, you make sure people understand exactly where to look. (laughs) And the lips, you know, I like when I just create my own shape. There's no need to follow the lines God gave you. No, create what you want. And then on the cheek, Madame me, that's me, Madame me. I love a bold, strong, lightning cheek. Above the bone, not below, above. Right above. Sit it on the cheekbone. Give it a lightning bolt of powder. Yes, so that's it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you, Madame. Thank you. <laughs> Final question. Yeah. How are you celebrating your milestone birthday that's coming up? I have no idea. <laughs> 50, 50 years old. <laughs> I have no idea. I will probably have a party. My little group of best friends are definitely coming out here. I am going to go away to a hotel that I always go to. Same hotel, same room for the last 10 years. So I will yeah. probably go there, possibly by myself, possibly with friends. But I don't have a major plan, but something special will happen and there'll be a lot of costume changes. <laughs> I'll definitely be in something sparkly. Watch the Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Well, Tracy, I know your middle name is Joy. You are a true joy. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing so much of your story with us and your time. So generous. And it's just just been a joy. Thank you. Love talking beauty. Nothing better. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you you so much. Thanks, lady. Thanks for listening. You can find details on every product mentioned in today's episode, along with our exclusive promo codes on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Every episode will be delivered directly to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And get social with us. Let us know what you think of the episode. You can follow us on Instagram at breakingbeautypodcast. And did you know we also have a private Facebook group? Just search Breaking Beauty Podcast chat room. You can even leave us a voicemail at any time with questions or feedback at 1-844-227-0302. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, where you can show us some love by writing a review. See you next Wednesday. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to 